Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Don't you have any standards? Something that I've never heard before in my entire life. Hey, listen, let's talk about podcasting standards today on the program. I'm going to rant a little bit just so you know, because I think podcasting needs standards. Better standards? Sure. I think we just need standards. Let me explain what I mean by that. There's a lot you can do in podcasting. Your palette is wide open. You have a blank canvas when you decide what content goes inside of your podcast episodes, the actual content of your show. You have full and total creative control over that, and I think you should forever. Please understand, as I start ranting about the standards that we are missing, it has zero to do with content. Zero to do with artistic expression. I want you to have as wide open of a canvas for a podcast as you do in any other medium. No limitations. Subject to local laws, obviously, and your own moral compass. But (laughs) as far as the way the content is structured, I don't think we should change it at all. Having said that, having said that, the standards that I think we're missing that trip up a lot of new podcasters, a lot of would-be podcasters, and a lot of ignorant long-time podcasters. That's not a that's not calling them ignorant as in their own being. That means they're just ignorant about the topic of standards. And because of that ignorance, I think it limits podcasting, A. I think it limits someone's ability to jump into podcasting with confidence because we lack these standards. Specifically, let's get into what I'm talking about. This is going to get a little technical and a little weedy, and I apologize if that's not in for you, but 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 hang out so I can kind of explain what's really happening with the lack of standards we have. Podcasting. Talking about audio podcasting, by the way, which is what, 99.999999. Okay, I'm making up numbers, but it's a big number. Almost all podcasts are audio. The audio podcast, the actual episode of that show, has to be distributed some way in a technical format that I would imagine most people, no, I don't imagine this, I know for a fact most people don't know, don't care, don't ever experience on their end. Yet when it comes to standards of setting up what that file format should be, we fail miserably. Now you might be arguing, Evo, that's not true. We have ranges of things like bit rates. And ranges of things that have to do with how many kilohertz that go out. We have certain styles of uh, of formats that we can utilize. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
That's ranges. That's not a standard. Let me tell you what I mean by that. When if you're in, if you are writing, uh, if you're let's say you're doing a blog, let's say you're going to write a blog or you're going to put a web page together, there are a list of web safe colors that you can use. Now, of course, you're free to go beyond that if you want to and use something that's not a web safe color, but it's going to look like garbage. So rather than figuring out what random Pantone color you should use, you stick with the standard web colors. That's not impacting your artistic expression. Just making sure something is able to be consumed. Same exact thing for if you're going to write, they're going to make that web page, you want to pick fonts, you pick a web safe font. You don't worry. You don't figure out, oh man, but you know, this one really weird thing that I cobbled together seems to be, no, 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 that's that's not impacting your artistic impression, uh, your artistic expression. It's making sure the content is available every single where it gets to. Let's get out of digital and think about printing. Let's think about a book. When is the last time someone decided, ah, you know what? I just I wonder how how legible should I make the font, the typeface itself? You know, should I get a little bit more legible? It should be a little fuzzy. That's not our artistic expression. That's dumb. Yet that's exactly what we're doing in podcasting. When we don't tell people specifically what they should use for how many kilohertz they should be, the sample rate, if you will, we're not telling them, is that sample rate? Yeah, that's sample rate. Sorry. We're not telling them what the, what the bit rate ought to be. We're giving them a range. This isn't helpful. It's not helpful at all. We need a standard around it. Not a range, but a standard. Now, my standard, I've, I've standardized on this a long time ago, and I keep checking to make sure that's not wrong, and it's not. 128 kilohertz per second. That's it. Going to 96 isn't a big difference. Going to 192, not a big difference. I saw a new, well, a potential client who's encoded at 320 kilobits per second. Why? Because no one stopped him from doing it. More importantly to this, nicer, no one said, this is the right number. We gave him a range. And when you give people a range, they go, oh, well, I guess I could just go more than that, can't I? Because that'd be better because more, more of these KHZs more of these KBPSs, that, that's got to be better, right? Well, it's yes, but it's arbitrarily dumb to ask that question. 128 kilohertz. No, 128 kilobits per second. 44.1 kilohertz. Joint stereo. Don't let them do mono, right? I mean, just just joint, and not stereo, but joint stereo. This makes for a better... It's been, mm. Why can't we say... Here at Apple, they have range for your for your artwork. It could be between 1,400 or 3,000 pixels square. Dumb. Dumb. Really, really, really dumb. 3,000. Less than 500 kilobytes. And yes, I'm banging on the table. Why, why give them a range? Why say it's okay to do things different? There's no point. It's not helping your artistic expression. It's crazy to me that we can't standardize on these things. Why do we have 13 different, okay, I'm exaggerating, but three different ID3 tagging formats? Just standardize on one. We're not helping when we say a range. We could take this to its next logical conclusion. And that is, 
the tools that we use to create podcasts. And I'm not talking about Audacity and Pro Tools, which serve a wide range of, of needs. But I'm thinking something like Hindenburg that has on it, and I use Hindenburg Journalist Pro. I have for years now. It's a fantastic tool. I highly recommend it. But there should be a button that says export as podcast, which there is, by the way. But it still lets you make arbitrary choices. Why? 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 If you're going to say this is podcast, then make it a standard. Now, who gets to set that? Well, it's up to us. It's really up to us, podcasters. We need to establish and say this. Those of us that have been doing it for a long time and have a, have a vested interest in the game, we need to set these to make it easier for everyone to hit. It needs easy to hit these standards. You just got to do it. It's not that hard. Same thing for RSS feeds, if I can rant for a minute. I think it's criminal. Okay, maybe not criminal. I think it's very disappointing that there's not a single podcast hosting company that makes sure your RSS feed is always valid. No. It's it's amazing they will let you do this. Why? It shouldn't be. No one needs to know about the RSS standards except for the podcast hosting company, and they should make sure that never, ever, ever out of their system is it possible for a, a feed to become invalid. Yet they don't. <sighs> And that's just, to me, amazing. Now, I suppose as a podcast consultant whose job is to make things easier, simpler for their clients, I probably should relish in the fact that this lack of standards keeps sending me clients. But I don't. I'll be really honest with you. I hate it. I would much rather be focused on helping people make fantastic content that does fit their artistic needs with all the technical stuff happening in the background the right way every single time. I would love to do that, but I can't. Because this is so hard, I spend most of my time, well, a fair amount of my time, focusing on making sure those standards that aren't enforced are enforced by me so that things work properly. It's crazy. I'd love to talk with you guys about this. Evo at podcastlaunch.pro. Uh, if you are a business podcast and you would like to, hey, we standards, we, what is this? We need some help. Get in touch with me. Evo at podcastlaunch.pro. Podcastlaunch.pro lists all the services I offer to my clients. Whew. And I shall be back tomorrow with hopefully a less ranty, podcast pontifications. Cheers! While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, 
or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.